0: Maddie and I are huge Avocado fans, so we are super excited to announce that this episode of Well and Good is brought to you by the Tree.
1: So these guys deliver the tastiest and freshest possible avocados direct from the orchard right to your doorstep. They also provide the best tips and tricks for how to care for your fruit so you can get the best out of your avos. Plus, every avocado is literally hand-picked to order, which means they're helping to reduce unnecessary supermarket waste caused by all those disappointing bruised avos we don't end up using.
0: So we get one of their boxes delivered every fortnight, and to be honest, I don't think we'll ever go back to buying supermarket avocados. Just good quality fresh evos delivered straight to your door. Hey guys, Shaka.
1: Shaka brah, and that's actually quite fitting for today's episode, isn't
0: it? It certainly is. So today we had a chat with Ricardo Christie and Sophie Stevens. These guys are a plant-based couple with a pretty remarkable story about how the right diet can work wonders for your way of life. Ricardo is one of New Zealand's top pro surfers, and Sophie is a prominent author and advocate for raw vegan diet. And they've both found quite powerful motivation for being plant-based. Ricardo for just seeing the benefits as an athlete, and Sophie for helping her to defy medical advice and overcome a pretty severe autoimmune disease.
1: Yeah, so she's got a a pretty incredible story to tell about sort of taking health into her own hands, and it's pretty inspiring. They talk about the lifestyle impacts of their dietary requirements, particularly like being social and on the road, because they travel a lot, and that was something that I was very interested to hear about, how on earth they stick to a a raw vegan diet when travelling. And they've got some really helpful advice for anyone looking to try out a plant-based diet. These guys were just really cool, just relaxed, easygoing, loved talking to them. And they just seemed like really chill about the whole thing, you know? Like they're not sort of ramming it down your throat, mm. like, this is how everybody needs to eat. They're just like, this is what works for us, and this is how we do it, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. I find that, yeah, different diets can be quite polarizing and people can get quite assertive on their beliefs around certain diets. But these guys are really, really chill. Mm. And it was just a pleasure talking to them.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I think you guys love it too. So here we go.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Ricardo and Sophie.
1: Thank you so much for having us on.
0: Thanks yeah. for having us, guys.
1: Oh, we're, we've been very excited to meet you both. So it's really cool that you've made the time. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, that's Awesome.
0: Um, hey, so you know our listeners are probably going to know who you are, but for those who don't, Ricardo, you're one of New Zealand's top professional surfers, and Sophie, you have built a well hugely successful blog and Instagram um, called Raw and Free, and you've also just um, written and uh, published a book, um, also called Raw and Free, which um, we've had a look through, and I can't wait to talk a little bit more about that later in this podcast. Um, but first of all, how are you guys? <laughs> How's, how's this year been? It's been pretty disruptive for you, I imagine.
2: Yeah, it's it's been pretty wild, eh? I think it's been pretty wild for everyone. Um, everyone's kind of adjusting and and stuff, but we're pretty good, eh? Eh, babe? What do you reckon? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, we are. We're really good. It's a really different year this year because obviously Ricardo, for the last, what, 20 years? Is it? No, 15 years. He has been traveling all year round, so this is the, the first year in a long time that he's been based at home. So that's been really
1: different. Yeah. yeah, has it been like kind kind of nice being just in one place for a bit longer?
2: Yeah, it's been um, it's been yeah it's been different. You know, it's been it's had had its positives and had had its negatives as well. Um, but yeah, like I've been really enjoying just spending a lot of time with my family and um, with the kids and um, not having to say goodbye all the time. That's probably the the greatest thing about just being at home. Um, I, I'm, I am missing traveling though, because sometimes we travel with the fam as well, and um, I know Soph's Soph always enjoyed <laughs> getting out for winter and and those types of things. <laughs> winter <laughs> she's kind is of, tough. She's finding yeah. it pretty hard, but um, yeah. But the waves yeah. are really good here in winter, so um, and I haven't really had to focus on competing, so I've just been doing doing all the surfing for enjoyment, and that's been
0: wicked, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting about the, doing the surfing for enjoyment because I wanted to ask you about that. Do you find that I, I feel like surfing is the type of sport that you get into because you absolutely love it? Is there is there a time where it starts to feel like more of a job than more than than the passion that you started with? Uh, like
2: the the uh, like the surfing side of it is always like for the love for me. Like as soon as I get in the water. It's um it's just pure enjoyment and I think because I loved it so much, that's how I got better and better and it kind of led me down the path of competing. Um other people were different, you know, some some kids get into it purely for the sport and they wanna be the best and stuff, but for for the way that I kind of Fell into professional surfing. It was more just because I loved it. I didn't want to do anything else, um, and just got obsessed over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I'm in the water, you know, it's it's much of that, much of that. But I kind of had to train myself to be competitive with it. Um, so that was like a forced kind of thing that I made myself do, so I could surf more. Um, so yeah, when there were different times in my competitive career where it did kind of get a little bit. Draining because I wanted more time enjoying rather than focusing on how I'm gonna do well so I can keep doing it. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, I
1: bet. yeah, so
2: it's been pretty. It's been a breath of fresh air just just surfing again and having no pressure and um, yeah, just enjoying time in the water with the kids and my mates and
1: yeah, for myself. Do your kids love surfing too. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They're really into it, especially Eli, who's thirteen. He's um, he's out there every day, and um, he's kind of good enough to kind of surf where I surf now too. Um, oh, like, cool! Yeah, and all my little secret spots around home, and I can take a, take him along, and and his mates, and they get a pretty cool buzz out of it. So it's pretty fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you reckon? Mm. Do you think surfing as a uh, pro- as a profession uh, is something that you'd be happy if your kids? Could- decided to take that up uh yeah if if they wanted to um
2: for sure it's it's not something I'm pushing on them that's for sure um I just want them to enjoy it like I do um and it's also you know it really helps you out um I think it would help everyone's lives you know if they if they have a some kind of positive passion or uh especially when it's involving nature um just being out in the ocean and and um, having that time to kind of reflect on what's going on in your life and whatever and letting stuff go, I think it's really important um, for people's mental health. Mm. It's been a real help for me in my in my lifetime, so um, I want them to have that aspect of surfing for sure. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, The ocean is is a really powerful tool, isn't it? Like even just going to the beach, I feel like I come home because I always go to the beach that's about 10 or 15 minutes away from us and I come home and I feel completely like refreshed and rejuvenated and that's just from a, a quick walk. It's it's incredible the power it has, eh?
2: Yeah, totally. And you actually have to step out of whatever you're doing to to feel that. And, um, yeah, for me, it's surfing for other people, you know, it could be going for a walk um or bike ride, or I don't know, like for everyone, it's different, but I think I think it's just getting outside of what you're you're stuck in, that mental space where you're really pushing yourself to to do stuff, it's good to step out and just let go and um nature kind of reminds you that yeah, we're all part of something that's kind of I don't know bigger than we think sometimes,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bigger than us. It makes you realise how, how insignificant we, we really are. You know, mm. like when you go and just look at the ocean and you think, God, we're <laughs> really so small and tiny and our problems seem like so small when you're out there. You and know?
0: everything happening in my life is not gonna totally. have any impact on that wave I'm looking at right now.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Just <laughs> Yeah. Get out of the mind, eh? Like stop overthinking yeah.
1: it. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. What about you, Sophie? Do you surf?
3: I don't surf. Like I really want to and I always said I'll learn with Jai. Um but I kinda said I'd learn with Eli and Milo as well. But um <laughs>
2: <laughs> This summer, <laughs> eh babe?
3: This summer. Um <laughs> Ricardo got me aboard when we lived in Bali and yeah, it kinda didn't happen there and we left it there in the end. But um but yeah, this summer I'm like, alright, I want to get out there. I re- you know, I sit on the beach so much and watch the kids out there and and see their enjoyment and froth over it. And so I'm like, yeah, I just, the ocean kind of freaks me out a little bit, if I'm completely honest, just how powerful it is. So I think that's put me off a little bit, but but yeah, yeah. I definitely want to learn. And um, what about sharks? Does that ever cross your mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when we actually lived on the Gold Coast a couple of years ago, and yeah, it definitely did then, like especially... Not quite where we lived, but just not far. There were quite a few shark attacks, so that freaks me out a little bit. But um, but you don't think about it too much, eh, hun? really? Or do you? Um, you don't nah, talk about I, it much.
2: I, yeah, I'm definitely aware of them. Like certain places around the world, um, I'm more scared because I'm, a, I'm more aware that they're, they're – um, like different environments, they're more uh, present, they're more um, – like, you know that they're around in some places and Australia is one of those places where, where you see kind of bait balls coming through the lineup and you're like, oh yeah, there's something chasing those things for sure. Uh, South Africa is another one. Um, there's been a few spots, Reunion Island. Um, one of my good friends, Jeremy Flores is from there and they actually can't surf there anymore because of, because of the shark problem that they have there, which is, which is crazy. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and and it, and it was to do with human interference as well. It's a long story, anyway. But um,
0: interesting, eh? So it's like it's a shark problem, but really, maybe it's a human problem. <laughs> yeah,
2: and and it was it kind of came out of good faith over there. It was kind of like it was an environmental me- measure where they where they kind of um, set up a reserve. So no one could fish, but then just outside of the reserve, everyone's going crazy fishing. So all the sharks are just coming inside the the reserve, and then so that's where everyone was getting attacked. Oh, but, I um, see. Yeah, but but anyway, um, around here, I don't feel as scared as what I do overseas, which mm. is which is cool when I've got my kids paddling around out there on their own and pretty yeah. helpless. Yeah, don't worry.
0: Yeah.
1: around here. Yeah, it feels different in New Zealand. Like we do have, have sharks, but it it just doesn't really feel like a risk, does it? No.
0: Nah. Yeah. And so so you guys talking about around here and home and that sort of thing, so that's gizzy for you, right? That's where you live in right now? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and yeah. How, how are you adjusting to that com- compared to Bali? You're kind of struggling with the, with the cold a <gasps> bit. I struggle with winter
3: because I eat a lot of fruit as well you know, and a lot of raw, I think that doesn't help, you know, it's quite, it is quite challenging to eat like that when it's cold, because it makes you even even colder, but I'm just one of those people that love the warmth, and so winters, we, we've probably spent about the last five winters, oh no, when we had jive we were here, but quite a lot of the winters away, so this was sort of the first yeah, it's been like a long year. But it but it does have beautiful aspects about it as well. And like Ricardo said, the waves here are amazing. So around this time of year compared to summer. So they've been really enjoying that. Mm. I just miss travel in general, I think. Yeah. Oh but I yeah. think everyone does, yeah. Yeah, I no, I and-
1: totally hear that.
3: Yeah.
2: And she misses the warmth.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> she see, gets
2: yeah. so cold. She gets so cold. But I, I feel yeah.
3: like I get more cold, I don't know. I, maybe some people feel it more than others.
1: I don't,
0: yeah. Oh, absolutely they do. Maddie, you yeah. feel the cold way more than I do.
1: Yeah, definitely. You like do? I've got a, a, yeah. a Merino jumper on and you're just sitting here in a, uh, a, t-shirt. a t-shirt. Yeah, well, yeah. you do have
2: the heat pump on. Yeah.
1: No,
2: I turned it yeah. off. It was
0: getting
2: a little bit too dramatic. <laughs> so, an ongoing battle in our household. Oh, know. Oh me too. Soph Sof kind of hasn't, well, she's just kind of accepting <laughs> that she, she is in New Zealand for winter. Like she still <laughs> no, kind of yeah. walks around in her tropical clothing and, you know, she doesn't wear socks over her ankles. And I'm just like, like, look at what I'm wearing. Like I'm wearing like trackies, <laughs> a hoodie and ug no. boots. I have noles and under.
3: Like, it's
2: still trying to wear a gold coast gold coast clothing. It's like it's just no, painful. I'm not quite
1: that bad. Oh, well, it's going into spring now, so I feel like you're over the hump. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Keep the gold coast dresses on. We're we're, we're almost there. We're almost in summer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, um, so talk us through your plant based lifestyles. Like, how did you both uh, get into them? How did you like? How long have you been following a plant based lifestyle? Talk us through it.
3: Well, it was kind of for different reasons, and, um, I'll let you go first, because you were kind of almost, almost looking into it before me even, really, didn't you?
2: Yeah, kind of, like, you were kind of, you were raised a lot more along those, um, those ways, you know, you, you were definitely brought up with less meat and stuff, but, um, yeah, talking about me, I was raised just your typical Kiwi, um, you know, meat three times a day, just, you know, wh- whatever was going. I didn't really have any dietary requirements that we were following. We were just kind of, I don't know, just just the regular. Um, and what happened was I I went down a road of kind of going really intense, Um eating meat while I was training, um, and what I found was – What do you mean by really st- intense? Uh, like I was eating like steaks for breakfast and stuff. And,
3: you were working um, with a personal trainer, weren't you, that kind of encouraged that?
2: <laughs> yeah, and was just reading – like I just kind of went down this pathway of just learning a lot. I, I don't even know what that, what that would be called, but anyway um, – I was eating a lot of meat, and I was training at the same time, and I got really big big and strong, but I honestly felt like I was gonna have a heart attack and I don't know if that's because I've got a weak heart or what I don't know about but um that kind of that kind of made me f- understand the way that that made me feel, and then I went and hung out with my my happy friend. In Byron Bay, who was a vegetarian. It's always Byron Bay, him. isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I know. She's so typical. But um, he's a legend. And, you know, I actually, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And I used to, I'm um, like, I'm admittedly sorry for making fun of him my whole <laughs> life going, oh, I eat some meat. like, Like, what are you doing? You're blowing it. But, you know, he was raised a vegetarian. And, And, um, so anyway, I went and hung out with this guy and I told him, I was like, look, I've been on this diet for the last few months and, um, this is the way it's been making me feel. And he was just like, Hey, why don't you just try what I eat? Um, and see how it makes you feel. So, so I was like, you know, and I was old enough to kind of make those types of decisions. I think I was, I don't know, I must've been around 20, 21 or something like that. And, um, I decided to just eat what he ate for the week and um, we just went surfing, and you know, living a really health healthy lifestyle, basically eating what he was eating, which was all just fruit and vegetables, and and surfing. And I was like, wow! Like, I honestly felt a crazy difference, and um, that kind of opened my eyes. Um, and then, um, you know, after I left him, I slipped back into my old habits and and whatnot, and. It, it was kind of like a year process of actually realizing, well, okay, you know, that's, that's the way that I want to be. And along that same time, um, yeah, I just started looking into the other things about, um, about eating meat and like the impact it has on the environment and, um, you know, animals and, you know, what actually goes into the production of it. I never really thought about that that type of stuff before. And so I just kind of started going down this rabbit hole of like, oh, my God, like, you know, now I'm not just eating um, plant-based for my own health. It's also for all these other things I feel so strongly about, which is the environment and um, and, yeah, just the livelihood of animals. And I just think that if most people knew about the way that things were produced, um, they wouldn't do those things because most people, you know, want to do the right thing and, and are really good people. But they just I think the marketing involved in it all was just kind of left people quite um quite in the in the in the dark of how things really are.
3: It's a lack um, of awareness, maybe. Yeah.
2: And then um yeah, along that same same time that's when Soph kind of yeah, went through what she was going through.
1: Yeah. So, Sophie, in in the um, uh, first chapter of your book, we read about some really hectic health scares that you went through. Um, can you can you talk a bit about that?
3: Yeah. So I, like Ricardo said, I was kind of raised a vegetarian and my mum and on quite organic food by my mum and dad. But um, then just went, you know, was just into the the normal kind of diet of what society. Eats, which is just just the norm um and it wasn't until I was about 23 or 4 or something um I became vegetarian again so I was vegetarian for about six years and then and I was feeling okay but um we moved to Bali and and we had a, we had only been there a week and I actually got diagnosed with, um, well, I came down with typhoid fever. So I was actually there with just uh, Eli and Milo and they were four and six at the time. Ricardo was in South Africa. And mum and I, and mum and my sister had just met and had like a week together. And then mum and Ellie, my sister, flew to London and that same night I came down just incredibly sick so I ended up in hospital with Elon Milo for like three days while Ricardo was trying to get from South Africa and they and I had a really bad kidney infection and typhoid fever which is you get from food like like a really bad food poisoning but it can spread to your organs if you don't get onto it quick, quickly so I was incredibly sick and then I had a the doctor that came and saw me every morning and I was looking up at her one morning and she said what have you had your thyroid checked you've you've got a really minute lump there and I never noticed it or anything and so I checked my thyroid and sure enough it was like crazy through the roof of hyperthyroidism so that's when like everything's just going too fast you're just overproducing too much of the hormone and your metabolism and everything's just crazy and 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 at the same time, I was like, okay, that does explain some of these weird symptoms I was having. So, so yes, yeah, so we're in Bali, We stayed in Bali for another four months, and I was kind of trying to recover from that. We ended up back in hospital with dengue fever. It was kind of a crazy, crazy time, but I was definitely feeling pretty toxic and and had some random symptoms and was just like, what is going on with me? Um, so I flew home and saw a specialist in Auckland straight away and he did some tests and an ultrasound and he pretty quickly diagnosed me with Graves disease. So so Graves is an autoimmune disease and it's basically where your immune system creates antibodies to attack your thyroid gland as if it's like an invader um, and then that effectively gives you hyperthyroidism which is you know all those crazy symptoms. Um, yeah so I was diagnosed with that and that kind of was pretty much where my health journey began so although I like I said I I was vegetarian at that time um and that and I was vegetarian because I I just couldn't actually bring myself I remember looking at a, a cooked chicken I actually just couldn't bring myself I don't to eat it anymore and I don't know whether that's because I was raised like that and then all this I don't know it was just crazy I just for some reason I couldn't eat it anymore um but yeah I was definitely a coffee addict and tea you know coffee and tea every morning and I love chocolate all day and you know that kind of stuff um and yeah so that is been my health journey I was pretty ignorant about it all I re- i feel like before that although I fed Eli Mala really good food I definitely was just a yeah a bit of a Chocolate bread
1: lover myself. I feel like that's a real classic mum thing to do is is to to like yeah. you know feed your family so well and be really into that and then just kind of forget about yourself and like, oh yeah, I'll just quickly, yeah. you know, smash this muesli bar or whatever, you <laughs> know. Totally, <laughs> so totally. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, oh, yeah she, she's the she's the worst at that. She's like, she'll do everything for the kids, like give them all her time, like all her energy, and everything is perfect for them. But she ought, like, to actually give herself that time is like incredibly rare. And um, well, you're
3: just so busy, you know, and, and it's so busy with yeah, and trying to do everything for everyone. So, and back then, I just yeah, totally neglected just just quick fixes of of food and and things like that. So, so I learned a lot from there, kind of. This whole big journey began.
0: So okay, yeah. so so that's where the journey began. So you got diagnosed with Graves' disease. Then yep. then what happened?
3: So so after I was diagnosed, I was like, put on the standard treatment for Graves' disease, which um, you basically you go on for about a year. Some people go on for a bit longer, two years, but it's not a medication you can stay on forever. Because it's quite dangerous to be on. Um, but like you have to, I remember I had to get my liver function tested every three or four weeks. It's quite a, quite a harsh medication. So you basically have a year and then after that, you have sort of a 50-50 chance of going into remission. That's kind of what the basic sort of guideline is. So I went through that standard protocol. Um, but at the same time, I dabbled into sort of, um, food and what, it you know, trying to kind of clean up my diet a lot. And so I cut out quite a lot of processed food and um, and just learned a little bit more. I had, a, you know, more of an awareness, started even smoothies more, eating, just eating more fruit and veggies and, and things like that. And then after a year, I was in remission. Um, my antibodies were never kind of normal, but my thyroid level was normal and I was able to go off the medication. And then we took a six-month trip through Europe and Hawaii and stuff because Ricardo was on tour that year, so he was competing. And I, ch- when I got back from that trip, I checked my thyroid again, and it was crazy again. So I went back to my specialist, and uh, and and Ricardo came with me, and he was just said um, that I pretty much had no option left. But to get it removed through radioactive dividing therapy. So that was kind of the point that I was at. And, you know, we said, we were like, well, was there, you know, is there anything else that we can, that I can do? Like, will I ever go into remission again? And he was like, no, you know, I deal with this, I do 10 radioactive dividing treatments a week. Like, I deal with this, you know, so much. It's, you're not going to, you know. So, because basically, as they say, you have that kind of one chance of going on the medication and going into remission. So, I had pretty much had my chance and it didn't work. Um, so I had to get back on the medication quickly because you're not safe without it. Your heart's sitting going way too fast. Everything's crazy. So got back on the medication and that's when I was like, I don't want to get my thyroid removed. Like my sister has hypothyroidism and she has to take a med a pill for the rest of her life. And it's always up and down. And I was like, I don't want that. Like there's, there must be another way. So I dug deep real deep and I pretty much what I sort of discovered was what we put it what we eat, um, breathe, put in our skin and drink, you know, um, have huge effects on our health. And kind of basically that a plant based diet has the like a really powerful potential to kind of heal things within the body or correct things within the body. So um so I went plant-based straight away, um, cut out everything and I discovered a blog from a woman in Florida who had reversed her autoimmune. She had both Hashimoto's, which is hypo, and uh, Graves' disease. And she reversed those two things mm. by detoxing through a clinic in Florida. So I went down that road and I basically detoxed for six months. I ate just raw fruit and veggies and nothing else, so like no Oils or nuts or seeds or anything like just fruit, just veggies, lemon squeezed over my salad. Um, and I did have cooked sweet potato and kumara just to, for like more calories. And then I had, I worked with my GP the whole time though. And by that point, prior to the detox, I was able to stop my medication, but initially my levels got worse again like six weeks into the detox my thyroid started getting bad again um but I just carried on with it and saw my GP regularly have blood tests and then by 12 to 14 weeks I felt really good and my thyroid had actually started um decreasing the levels it started to get better so I carried on for another um a detox for 20 weeks altogether and by the end of it I had a completely normal thyroid function and normal antibodies and now we are nearly four that was nearly four years ago so it was crazy it was remember
2: how you kept remember how like each time you got tested though how how scared you were because you were going down this other path I I just remember you yeah you um you know when it was the day before you were going to get tested I just remember how scared you were and you know, it's just so paranoid, I guess, of like, oh my god, like, what's this result going to be? Is I this going so to so be lo- a yeah. terrible result, or is it going to be a positive one? And I just remember how petrified you were to get those results every, every, each time, yeah. even though, even though, um, so, you know, sometimes you would have a have a positive sign. You know, it was still never like yes you know we're we're doing this it was it was just this constant um yeah
3: I guess like you know no one and especially back then like five years ago what I was doing was kind of not normal and you couldn't really relate to anyone or talk to anyone about it and so you always just it kind of expected the worst from your results especially what i had had I had three years of so many crazy sicknesses and my health was a mess. So I was definitely for the, you know, and even after when I finally got those results, like I was just like, I cried. I was just like so, you know, but then three months later you have to test again and you're like, oh. Uh, and then, you know, two years after it, you know, I was on a complete plant-based lifestyle, highly raw, like 90% raw. Felt amazing. And the fear just started to go, you, you know, and then now it's four years and I don't fear it anymore like I did. And I just understand my body so much more, I guess, and just feel, yeah, amazing.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Do you do you still get um, tests done to so, check your levels?
3: So every year now, just once a yeah. year I have to. But even then, like it's just based on symptoms now. Like I saw right. my GP. I don't work with a specialist anymore. He did look over my results when I first... Um, after the detox, when everything was normal, and he was like, "Wow, well, you're in remission!" Like, um, but I That's never so told cool. him what I did or anything. You know, I, I didn't didn't. Ex- it's just two different worlds. So, and, and I'm so grateful for him and and his help and 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 his role in my whole journey to, to getting better. Um, well, he
2: kind of he kind of pushed you over the edge. He,
3: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I
2: remember in his I remember in his office when he said when he said to you, "This is the only option." And, and I know in my head I was like, "Wow, is this the only option?" And you, you know, that's obviously what spurred you on to to research other other options, eh?
3: Do you know what it was? The truth was, I I thought if my body is so in a state in this state, what's next? You know, like I've got an autoimmune disease that, thankfully, you know. I could get it removed and take the medication; and I'd be okay. But if my body was that, you know, in the state that state, then you know, was it going to be five years down the track? I get another autoimmune or something worse, you know? And that's what, you know, for me, it was. I think my children. I was just like, I need to, you know, to get better. Like, I need to try and address the underlying causes of what was going on. Why am I keeping on getting sick? And why am I like this? So that was really the big. Big, big thing for
1: me. Oh well, good on you for kind of getting a second opinion and delving deep, because obviously it's you know paid off.
0: We Kiwis love a good avo. We also love supporting New Zealand businesses. Fresh, locally sourced produce not only tastes good but does good for the planet too. The team at the Avo Tree have perfected the supply of the humble avocado, delivering the best quality fruit from their Bay of Plenty orchards to your doors without middlemen or cold storage. Just perfect every time, tasty as avocados.
1: The Avo Tree have been in the business of supplying delicious, reliable avocados, along with the best advice in the biz, for over five years. They work alongside friends, neighbours and local growers to supply Kiwis with the freshest avocados at side-of-the-road prices.
0: Avos are super rich in healthy fats and essential nutrients. Perfect for your smoothies and your salads, and we're loving them for baby food. There's plenty to read on Avo nutrition, ripening tips, and yummy recipes over on the Avo Tree website.
1: Discover a whole new world of fresh at www.theavotree.co.nz, where you can explore a range of box and fruit sizes. And if you're Avo obsessed like we are, pick up an avocado subscription and keep your fruit bowls stocked. Plus, the awesome folk at the Avo Tree have generously offered Well and Good listeners 15% off their first box. All you need to do is use the promo code Well and Good at checkout. That's all lowercase, one word, well and good. Yes!
0: Yes!
1: I'm interested to know why raw? Like, what's the benefit of raw compared to cooked vegetables and fruit?
3: They just have so much more of the nutrients intact with them. So, and also like the electromagnetic energy of the food. So like from the sun, like it's alive, it's like living alive, you know? And so when you're putting that living live food into your body, you're going to reap the benefits from from it. When you're cooking food, you're decreasing the enzymes and it's just almost like dead food. I mean, there are still nutrients for sure, but definitely not as much as when you're eating living foods. And they also digest so much better within your body. Um, they're just an alive and a live source. So I still eat, when I detox, it was 100% raw apart from the um, the kermita. And that was a big, a big part of it. Um, but now I still, you know, I have about 10% of cooked food, but it's crazy. When you do eat raw, you can really feel The difference you know like you just straight away you can feel it digesting everything you just feel more alive when you when I for me anyway but then when I eat like a more of a cooked meal it's like you can definitely feel a bit more loss of energy and stuff so yeah. And
1: do your kids eat um, predominantly raw
3: food as well? No not at all so they eat plant-based but they definitely don't eat raw. No, I mean, we have a lot of fruit in our home. We have, we begin our day with smoothies and stuff like that, but they just eat kind of like a standard plant-based diet. Yeah, lots of the food that's kind of in my book and stuff, just um, whereas I'm more like I eat fruit all day and big salads at night and then, yeah, have have sides of cooked whole
2: grains and,
3: yeah, but I'm gluten-free as well, so.
2: So, the potential, and we just kind of like <laughs> we do our best, yeah, just different levels. You've got yeah. something
0: to aspire to every day, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, because I was going to ask you actually, I was like, that's amazing if their kids do that too. Because, like, no, they what if they don't. asked for like a burger or something? Or, like, no, yeah. yeah, I don't like painting
3: the picture that my kids eat 100% perfectly because they, they definitely don't, like, we you know, we try and be really good role models and they see well, how I eat and, and we educate them a lot and they watch documentaries and, and things like that and they're definitely plant-based at home. But when they're, you know, I mean, Eli's nearly 14 and Milo's 11 and when they're out and about with friends and things, um, you know, they... We don't
2: know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, kids <laughs> yeah, <'cause they> don't <laughs> stick to anything
3: like that, I would imagine. No, totally. And they haven't eaten meat in like years and years and years but I'm sure they'll have cake that has dairy in it and things like that, you know. They're definitely not perfect angel eaters.
0: <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, I'm just thinking it's funny that no, – it's not funny, but it, you know it's interesting that you're gluten-free as well. We've got a friend, uh, Rory – I'm just going to shout out to Rory <laughs> – um, who's uh, plant-based hey, and gluten-free <laughs> – As well, and we always find it um, amusing, you know, how difficult um, (laughs) he is to cater for. And you're the next level up. You've added raw food onto that as well. So, you know, you get a Venn diagram of raw food, plant based, (laughs) and gluten free, and where those circles overlap, that's the only food you're allowed to eat. (laughs)
1: We don't get invited yeah. out for dinner <laughs> ever. <either. laughs> <laughs> but you should just like hand hand out your cookbook to like, well, your your book to like yeah. all of your friends and family because then they'll they'll know right. I can make this. I can make that. Yeah. You know, these are yeah. winners
2: for sure. There's been a couple people who have done that though. There's, there has been there's, there's been a few people you know they've come we've gone over and it's something new for them and they've created this dish that they know that Soph can eat. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a something that they've got to think about beforehand. But
1: it's actually, like, that's a good thing, I think, because then, Absolutely. like, every time he comes around, like, we get creative and we, like, make all these yeah. really cool meals because it's something fun to, to think about. And then it inspires us to be like, oh, we need to eat more plant-based and we start having more plant-based dinners. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's only a good thing, I think. It inspires people to get out of their normal
3: routine yeah. and of, just like... just
0: cooking the stuff that's easy that you know.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, and And it's actually easy. Like it's surprisingly, when people start, they're like, "Oh, wow,
1: that was easy." And it was actually really nice. So, Mm. oh well, surely if you're not cooking things, it's like that takes ages. Yeah, Yeah, just grab an apple.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. That's what I do. I just grab fruit. Like whenever I'm like going surfing or whatever, I just grab a whole bunch of fruit, like a big bag, and um. And I'll just eat heaps of pieces of fruit. So so will make like smoothies and all sorts of different different creations and stuff. But, yeah, I keep it pretty simple. It's like avocado fruit. That's kind yeah. of how I get my my bulk.
3: And I, yeah. I try and eat raw like most of the, like during the day. But in the evenings, I definitely, that's when I have more cooked food. And there's so many things. So, like, if we do go for dinner with people, and because I get asked this a lot, like, how do you, you know, go out with people for dinner. But there are, like, you can always eat the side of salad and even just, like, potatoes and whatever else people have cooked. Like, people make quinoa salads and whatever, you know. There are, there are, oh, there's always something I can eat. But, you know, I do eat, I do eat, like, brown rice and quinoa and things.
1: Yeah. 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 And You like um, quinoa? Oh, quinoa's the best. I love quinoa. Mm. It's so yum.
3: Um, yeah, it's real quick. To how
1: how do you find it when when traveling? Like, do you do you find it quite quite difficult to find find places that you can get you know it,
3: like in some countries? But because it's becoming so big now, plant based. There's so many cafes everywhere. Like we were in Europe last year, and we when we were there, sort of the four years before that, there wasn't much. But last year, there's. You know, we're in like these tiny little places, and there's still these quirky little plant based cafes, so it's definitely a lot easier now. Like, barley is the full of them, just, mm. oh, just plant based everywhere. Oh, and like, yeah, riddle, and so good. And you'll find that most people that eat there aren't plant based because the food's just amazing. And, um, yeah, so it is easy. I think the hardest part is we now have really big plane rides. It's quite hard to because they don't really cater for. They do have vegan okay. options there, but but I just take a whole lot of stuff in my in my yeah. bag.
2: You've got to get good at um yeah taking your own food and stuff. Yeah, but, but some even of the, you do. Some of the places that are yeah. some of the places that I go are just like, you know, all the all the kind of touristy places have have kind of taken on the whole plant based thing, and now it's you know it's cool, and all these cafes have popped up everywhere, and. It's pretty common, but as soon as you kind of go out of those real busy centres, you know it gets back to the traditional kind of way of doing things. And um, yeah, sometimes it can be impossible to even find um, fresh fruit and vegetables. So, so if I find a you know if I find a little side of the road stall or something, you know I'm pulling over and stocking up for for a solid amount of time. Otherwise, I'll be left eating like hot chips and. (laughs) like ch- chips and bread or like tomato <laughs> sauce sandwiches or like yes yeah, some places it's pre- it's pretty hard and it's really weird you know you know where it was really hard to find um good produce was in tahiti which is crazy because they can they have the opportunity to grow an abundance of uh fresh fruit and vegetables but i think it's the culture or or, or whatever mm. um or maybe it's just people have stuff in their backyards, but if you go to the supermarket, it's tough to get that stuff. It's just it's a lot really of it's surprising.
0: Just, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I was yeah I was I was quite tripped out on it.
1: Yeah,
2: mm. um, yeah.
0: So, if I just want to go back to your your detox, um, sounded pretty intense, eh? Do you? <laughs> but, but it wasn't. wasn't and so it? it's not. Ju- it wasn't just the raw food either, was it? You also had like didn't you have like specific teas and things as well?
3: Oh yeah. So in Florida there's this clinic and it was founded by Robert Morse. Um a lot of people would probably have heard of him, but if not, yeah, he's he's pretty much dedicated the last 40 years um into researching about the body and he he basically creates the herbal formula. So they're just like tinctures, so they have um there's different ones for different parts of the body. And so you, I worked with a detox specialist who kind of puts together a protocol specific to me. And so there was about nine different herbal formulas uh, for different parts, like for, for liver cleansing or for lungs or um, the endocrine system or just different, different systems of your body. And, yeah, so I had the herbs as well. So you'd have to take those three times a day before food. So yeah, it definitely was like and I didn't know anyone else that was doing it or had done it. It was so it was definitely like something pretty new to but me and
2: You read it, the book you read the book though and you got a in book. touch yeah. with the person who wrote yeah, the book. Yeah. So I was pretty it, which... well
3: like I understood it really well and reading the book was amazing because it just explained how the body worked, how we get sick and how we can, you know, help. Um, correct lots of underlying things that are going on within the body. So I kind of felt I felt ready and I felt prepared. And it only took about two or three weeks to sort of adjust because I definitely wasn't raw prior to that. Like I'd gone plant based but and but I wasn't you know, I was still definitely not to that extreme. So
0: mm.
3: yeah, it was quite full on.
0: What is that book you were just talking about?
3: The Detox Miracle Source Book. Okay. By Robert
1: Mosse. You can Get it off Amazon. It's amazing. Like
0: We'll put that in the
1: show notes. Book. And have have you guys noticed any other um, changes? Like, for example, Ricardo, like, have you noticed huge changes around your training? Because obviously, like, being a professional athlete, I would imagine there's a lot of training involved. Being being plant based, do you do you feel a difference in energy? Can you recover quicker? Or anything like that?
2: Um, yeah, so like right at the right back at the beginning after my um after my time with my mate in Byron Bay, um, <laughs> that's when I'll shout out to Rungi <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Hey,
2: Rungy. laughs>
1: um, Name and shame the, the hippie friend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, it's funny because I've actually got two other of my best mates who were um, plant based as well. So I was equally as abusive to them. I apologise <laughs> again, boys. <laughs> when I actually came when I came out um, to like my friend crew, everyone was just like, "Oh my god, like you are the biggest hypocrite on the I planet." You're <laughs> like, it. like, coming like- out. <laughs> 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 <I> no. <know. laughs> <laughs> no, i have got to tell you the story. It's pretty funny. I Actually, um, I went round to one of my other best mates, who's also a he's a keen hunter, and um, you know, he was one of my one of my sidekicks when we were dishing out the the abuse on the plant based ones. <laughs> and um, he he was ha- he was having this big barbecue. He'd just been hunting, and he had a whole whole bunch of venison on on the barbie. And um, I didn't want to didn't want to. You know, I didn't want anyone to like question what I was, what I, what I was doing. So I just kind of like went and hung out with with my mate Hemi, and you know, I was at, I actually helped him on the barbie, and then, <laughs> and then, um, you know, we we're all putting our food on our plates and stuff, and um, and obviously I didn't go for the meat. I just got the salad and got a roll and some tomato sauce, and and one of my mates looked at my plate and was like. <laughs> like what are you doing? Like, are you, not, are you not putting any meat on that plate? And, and I was like, oh, oh, no, 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 it's all good, no, no, I just don't really feel like it. And he just yells out, there's probably 15 of my good mates all there and and he literally like like tapped the glass and was like, hey, everyone, like, Ricardo's gone, Viggo. <laughs> just completely shamed me out. It was, it was heavy. So that was like, that was just karma. Um, uh, that's but amazing. yeah. Anyway, so from that point, but anyway, um, yeah, the biggest fear that I had was um, because at the time I was just kind of starting to do well and um, in surfing competitively, and I was quite afraid of um, of I don't know, like I, I just didn't know many plant-based athletes. Um, I'd been trained the opposite. You know, you need all that protein. You need all that. That stuff and um and yeah, so I kind of just went on my own little researching mission, and I found a few plant-based athletes out there. One guy uh, called Brendan Brazier. He's he's become really successful in um, promoting plant-based lifestyle and stuff. He was a triathlete. Um, He he had a book called Thrive, um, basically about what he ate as an athlete and I basically just I used that book as my bible as to um, as I transitioned and uh, my body went through heaps of crazy changes and I feel like I I went through a bit of a detoxification process myself just through changing my diet because I was like on the other end of the the extreme you know I was you know it was just so different so I definitely changed I um I lost a lot of weight. And I ended up getting quite sick in Bali too, eh babe? Mm. But um Yeah. But um and then what I found though after about probably six months is I just had so much more energy, I was lighter, I was thinking a lot clearer. Um that's that's one of the things that that I noticed is the my thought patterns and the way that I that I um thought about competing, it was a lot clearer. And I don't know if that's, that's literally, I well, I do know. It's, it's definitely to do with what, what you're eating. You know, what Soph said about the, the food being energetic and I was eating, um, energetic food and, you know, I just had more energy. I could, even now, um, I can stay out surfing, you know, all day and come in and, and I'll be okay. Whereas like when I say all day, like I'll be out there for seven hours, whereas before I would surf for two to three hours, come in and I'd just be asleep on the couch, like exhausted. Um And I think that's just got to do with your body's um, ability to digest that food really easily and you're not using like excess amounts of energy um, processing it. It's kind of going in, giving you what you need, and then and then you're letting it go. Um so yeah, that so it, after a couple of years of doing it, and I was doing the same thing you know, I was just experimenting with my own with my own body, with my own exercise and fitness, and you know I was I was getting trained by, by people who were saying, "Oh, it's not the right way to do it." I was reading things that were saying, you know it's not the, not the right way to do it, but because my values aligned with it so much, I just kind of stuck to it. And I qualified for the world tour um, which was like my big goal when I was when I was competing you know it was like you need to qualify for the world tour which is to get in the top 34 um, people in the world and then you can travel around and you do all these dream tour events and stuff so I did that um, when I was plant-based um, which was cool and I, and I think it's just had a comp- I think it had a direct link to me changing my diet and my way of thinking. Um, I think that actually helped me as an athlete.
0: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. I bet. Wow,
1: that's that's pretty powerful. Surfing for seven hours—that's that's that's bloody impressive. I couldn't even (laughs) manage an hour when I tried. (laughs) It's bloody hard. I doing
2: anything for hours. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm an addict.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's
3: an I'm, addict, I'm,
2: yeah. I'm extreme.
3: <laughs> have you tried surfing, though? Uh,
0: I have, yeah. You have. Yep. Oh, you and have. are yeah. quite,
1: quite good, aren't you?
0: <laughs> I'm not very good at all. But this summer, you know. I didn't this actually mean that sarcastic. It came out my, sarcastic. This summer's my year. Way. Same with you, Sophie. Um,
2: yeah. Let's, let's get on the it. board.
0: Let's hit some waves. Get in the green room. Shaka all day. And um,
2: tubular dude. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I've got a good feeling about the summer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh no! I was just going to say. I said to Ricardo. We'll have to go to Ma here, where there's like no one around, and that's where I'll learn.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I um I had a surfing lesson in. Um, Mexico, of all places, and I was really oh, excited about it because I was like, I'm going to conquer my fear because I'm the same as you. I, I, I have like quite a fear of the water and, um, or like just waves, really, and yeah. sharks yeah. and stingrays and just anything in there, to be honest. I'm <laughs> not really into so so I had this um, surfing lesson and this guy he he was so lovely and he said now trust me I've never had any student not be able to stand up by the end of a lesson with me ever so you'll be fine so I was like okay great and then I caught one wave and I didn't realise I had to jump off so I fell off and skimmed my bum and then I grazed my leg and then by by the end of it I just I was like I can't do it I can't do it and then I think that just cemented it for me that surfing is just, it's not for me. But I got halfway up. I was kind of like crouching on it. Um mm. But I think it's just its just that fear of like you can actually just stand. Yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't holding on to it. I don't know why I'm trying to like
0: just justify it. I don't know where you go with this. All I know is that you came back from that lesson and you were full of tears and emotion. Oh <laughs> um, uh, no. You gotta do it
2: for a while, you know. get It's all about getting rid of those fears and stuff. It still is for me just yeah. on a different level but
1: yeah, but just yeah you build, got to, you got to kind of do it components.
2: like yeah like like so i've done it a few times and she's got to she's got to a certain point but she just can't kind of can't But every day's time. different
3: like the ways are different every time it's not like you've just got a tennis court where it's all the same like you know, every the winds different, or the waves are different sizes, and but yeah, I think I feel like it's one of those things that once you get it, like riding a bike, then you've got it, and then you just got to keep improving. So I've just yeah. got to you've got get to get to that. you've
2: got to get that addiction to it. You've got to get yeah. that like, all right, I'm yeah. getting I can in the ocean. See
3: how fun it is though. Like when I have those few times, it's like, well, it's, it is a buzz. Like it feels fun.
1: Yeah, but yeah, this summer. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one. I feel like the, the paddling out bit is a lot harder than you um, think it's gonna be. Gosh, it's
3: so hard. Yeah. It's like a you?
1: huge workout.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it i It
0: can I see be too. dangerous too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone should have invent a little stronger. motor that you can put on the end of your surfboard. They have. There's oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like you can't use them in public. That's Oh,
0: you'd be able to use that on the tour, wouldn't you, Ricardo? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't think so.
1: Um, and just uh, can I ask you? So, if if someone is is keen to try like a raw plant based lifestyle, um, I I would imagine it's not as easy as just like going cold turkey. So, how would you? No,
0: because you can't eat turkey. <laughs> yeah.
1: So how how would you advise someone to like where to go to kind of get the support they they need to to make that transition?
3: I feel like it's definitely something you wouldn't, like you said, just want to jump straight into. I feel like educating yourself is a really key thing, like watching documentaries or, or listening to podcasts, like Plant Proof is a really good one, um, and just sort of, yeah, learning as much as you can about about raw food and, well, not even raw food, just like plant-based in general, and then and then just sort of slowly like, you know, maybe start incorporating one or two meals into your week, at a time just really slowly and seeing how you feel from that and because everyone's different and so you know everyone needs different foods for their different levels of daily activity or just you know in general for what they're doing and and so yeah I think it's just one of those things that it just takes trial and error and experience experimenting and and learning you know educating yourself is really key and then just trying different foods it's also kind of you're using different ingredients in the kitchen so it's kind of getting used to that a lot um, and this is sort of why in my new book I kind of created a bigger introduction than what most cookbooks would have so that I can kind of explain a little bit more about um, plant-based living and and how to get started and ingredients that are commonly used and things like that but but for anyone new that just you know is completely jumping straight into it then just start just begin slowly and and see see how you feel and see how you go and you'll just learn and you know you might eat something and feel really good and and really like it and and it will just slowly sort of become more of a way of life
1: Yeah, there's some amazing recipes in your book. We actually made the the beetroot hummus the other day, didn't we? Yeah,
0: there's actually the book is currently covered in beetroot hummus because <laughs> 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 that's just what happened. little hands. This, I mean, this, your, your book is comprehensive. I think this is an incredibly um, detailed and helpful place to start for anyone who wanted to look at living a, a plant based lifestyle or you know a raw plant based lifestyle as well. Um, and that
3: was the goal, you know, with it, because I get asked on Instagram all the time, like every day, like, you know, just different tips. And and, and so I think I just wanted to um, just, yeah, make it as comprehensive as, as what I could so that people just have a basic idea of how to get started. And then it's got lots of recipes that kind of use similar ingredients so that, you know, to make it easier and mm. yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite recipe?
3: You know, I've giving asked that so much and it's so hard because there's so many of them that I love. But try do, you have the least,
0: wait, do you have a least favorite recipe? <laughs> oh,
3: I haven't been asked that one. Um, a <laughs> <the> least favorite recipe.
0: <laughs> no, no,
3: no one's, one's going to make it
0: if you say it's your least <laughs> no, favorite. But try, <laughs> the, Jack, you can't try that. the
3: jackfruit tacos. They're pretty good.
2: Okay. Ricardo, oh. what's
3: your favorite recipe? I like the
2: Snickers slice. Oh, yeah, yeah, the oh. raw <laughs> Snickers slice. That's
3: okay. really
1: good. Yeah, too. that sounds
2: great. It's nuts. It, um, it just tastes like a dairy one, you know. You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> Except it's like guilt free.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm I'm so keen. Yeah, I'm to currently just try that. um
0: looking through the snack really section, good. the raw treat section. And, oh, it's
1: um, so good. Um, oh, and then yeah. that. Speaking of food, that leads us on to our final question for you guys. Um, if you could have three foods and three foods only for the rest of your life, what would they be?
3: Oh, oh, this is fun. Um, I. Mm, okay, uh, av- avocado. avocado. Yeah, <laughs> number one. Avocado is like our li- avocado is life. Um,
2: Um well, uh, f- uh, probably. F-
3: you can't just say fruit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's got to be
1: one specific item. Well, two more specific items.
2: Um.
0: Mandarins? I quite like mandarins. <laughs>
3: oh, you're obsessed with mandarins. I love a
0: mandarin, and I'm I'm hardly ever allowed them in the household because Maddie hates them so much. She can't even Do handle you? the smell of really?
1: them. I just don't like the smell really? of oranges <laughs> or mandarins. You're disgusting. No and then way. It's like the peeling, it gets under your fingernails. To be honest, Maddie no.
0: doesn't oh. really like... She hardly likes any fruit, so you can imagine how difficult a raw plant-based diet would be for her.
3: A lot of people don't like fruit, though. That's quite common, actually. I think Um, it's a texture thing. Yeah, 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 and I know a lot of people. Whenever it starts to go slightly off, to it just freaks them out. They don't like that either. Yeah. So yeah,
1: or but, like if there's if it's bru covered in bruises, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't yeah. want anything to do <laughs> yeah. with that. But you know, I, I hardly ever had didn't eat
3: that much fruit before I started either. To be honest, like you know, I have bananas, me but I didn't eat a huge my fruit bowl was just a little fruit bowl. Now it's like about five big ones, but yeah, I didn't have much fruit either. Um, but your bananas is probably another
1: key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so avocado and bananas.
3: Avocado
0: and banana and avocado and mandarins. Uh, yeah. And then what are you, yeah. each of your third foods? Mm.
3: See,
0: I love like watermelon, but it's kind of seasonal. So that's, fine. Fine.
1: that's okay. It can be seasonal. This is a yeah. fictional world.
3: So yeah, we're in right. a magic
0: <laughs> land where yeah. everything's available all year round. Maybe, ri- maybe rice, like...
3: Oh, Pretty much the, rice, ma- the yeah. main
2: thing I eat is I eat rice. Like, if if I want, yeah, a nice meal, it'll be rice and avocado. Yeah,
3: like, and, and then together. you love mandarins. Yeah,
2: yeah. Ah, but that's the like I love sushi. And, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. All, so I just have rice and avocado sushi.
1: Well, it makes sense, and 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 I guess the rice adds a bit of texture to that. To the um, avocado, doesn't it?
3: That's yeah. Have you had ever had Avon rice? That's like his staple. I feel like.
1: Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Sophie, your your third one. Oh, as watermelon, is that what we settled on? Yeah. Do you
3: know? I'm I'm really obsessed with pink dragon fruit. They're from like yeah, in well, Bali. I, was I say literally, that, dragon yeah. Thing. I live on pink dragon fruit, and we actually flew to had to fly to Europe. And we had our stopover was in Bali, and I was so excited. I had an hour in Bali at the airport, and I just got all this pink dragon fruit. But, yeah, drag, pink dragon fruit, bananas,
1: and avocado. And oh, that's
3: tough, but, yeah.
1: that's Because I, I quite like, ahead of our podcast, I like to kind of guess, like, what I think our guest is going to choose. And I yes. feel like we, we guessed avocado and bananas We banana, knew you'd go anyway. avocado. Yeah,
0: avocado, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you you, go? How do you go if it's one of your number one things? How do you go about sourcing your avocados in New Zealand all year round?
3: We we find like growers pretty much. Like we've got like like an an addict
0: addict would source their drugs. Totally,
3: exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So you've got a dealer. Yeah, we've got little diet dealers and suppliers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because some trees, like, they, you know, they're, fin- they're finished, so we're like, okay, we're on to our next source. And these, oh, it's very rare that we kind of don't have a little. And if I do, you'll often see me post something on Instagram going, does anyone have any <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's,
2: it's it's heavy when the stocks get low. Like, like now, tough.
3: we've just, our, who we're going through has just finished their trees. So we're like, oh, yeah, mm, they're definitely yes. a staple.
2: And they're so overpriced at the supermarket, It's it's really sad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think mean, can, can we, can
2: we I think yeah
0: Well the, the Tree is the Sponsor of this sh- yeah, you know, so show.
1: the Show Yeah so The sponsor of This podcast oh, really? Is the Tree <laughs> And literally Everything you've Just said Is like They solve This problem
0: I think mean, <laughs> This is It's oh, like You're working
2: For them Oh perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well that worked Well
1: Yeah so You guys need do you To
0: Address <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah I'll pass It on to them
1: <laughs> Yeah this is Exactly what you Need Oh on that Note My god How seamless Was that <laughs> <laughs> hey thank you guys so much for your time it was really really cool chatting and hearing about your lifestyle and yeah. everything it was it was awesome so thank you yeah thanks so much
3: oh, for having us thanks on thanks
0: for having us guys hey, um Sophie how do people get hold of your book
1: um it's
3: available in all my all main um, bookstores in New Zealand so like Wickles, paper plus the warehouse and and then lots of independently owned ones and then there's also um Available on like Booktopia and Book Depository and Mighty Ape and stuff. And then in Australia, it's a lot of um, main bookstores there as well. Yeah, David Jones and yeah, some of the main bookstores over there. And it's actually going into the US next year, next July. So, oh,
1: cool. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, but, awesome.
3: Um, I was going to say, too, it's not all 100% raw because the, the name raw and free. So there is like a Warming Mains and Hot Pot section, and there were lots of, um, Beautiful cooked meals as well. So Awesome.
0: And how do, yeah. um How can people follow you on the internet?
3: On the internet, so not um, in
0: real life. That'd be creepy.
3: <laughs> Just on Instagram um, at raw and free, and yeah, that's pretty much basically where I am.
2: Yeah. And Ricardo,
1: how about you? Uh,
2: at Ricardo Christie, um, you'll find me probably on Surf Instagram too.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well I, I, I have just heard a little awake baby, so so we oh, should prob- probably go and tend to our little Milo. But yeah. um cute. so so nice meeting you guys. Thanks for your time. And uh, everyone, go buy the book.
0: And go eat some avocados. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks right. so
1: much.
0: Thanks Thank you so guys. Guys.
3: much. So cool to meet you.
1: Thanks for listening. Thank you indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Raw Collective. And for any updates on our podcast or any of the other podcasts under Raw, head to rawcollective.co or you can follow them on Instagram at raw
0: But wait, before you go, please subscribe to our podcast and also rate it and review it. Leave a nice little message, leave a smiley face, maybe an emoji. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Or tell your friends. It's super easy. It takes two seconds and it would mean so much to us. Bye. Bye.